Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where I help passionate entrepreneurs condense an hour of business research into 22 minutes of powerful conversations filled with knowledge, stories, and advice to help you achieve your one-year goal in 90 days. From national stages to your earbuds, I'm here to tell you that it's possible to have a profitable and sustainable business without the fear of overwhelm and uncertainty that comes with being an entrepreneur. It's all mojo and none of the fluff. It's time to get motivated in 22 minutes. Welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. And this is our brand performance podcast. Today, our performance conversation is with our special guest, Ramon Ray. And you're going to understand once we dig into this episode, just the power that Ramon brings, the energy, the excitement, and everything entrepreneur. So thank you for being with us. And I'm going to just start out with this first question for you, Ramon. You know, we talk about brand performance. Is there a set habit? that you take every day to get positioned to perform at your best as an entrepreneur? I have five. That's roll into one. But uh, <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, and, I don't, and you know, it's interesting. I never thought of it to, for my best, but I guess it is. So I'm going to learn from you as well. But uh, definitely when I wake up, besides the personal stuff we do in the bathroom, I read my Bible, I pray. I usually do about 50 to 60 to 70, give or take push-ups, stretch, eat an apple, granola, and then I'm ready. Yeah. So my, it's not an exercise like I'm going to the gym and, but you know, if those who couldn't see, I was lifting my hands up like Arnold Schwarzenegger, a fake version of him. But yeah, but exercise, eating granola, healthy and daily devotionals. That's pretty much my habit. And, uh, and now recently, Marlo, I haven't been a coffee drinker. Like, mm. you know, I'm, I'm almost 50, but I haven't been for most of my life. But the past year or two, my wife, she bought a curing machine. So <laughs> I've been having one cup of coffee a day. That's phenomenal. That's a treat. Yeah. I'm a two cup a day kind okay. of girl. Um, yeah. Too much caffeine. I'm going to be like overshooting myself. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's such a great way. Okay. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're the founder of smarthustle.com. You're a best-selling author, global speaker, lover of burnt pancakes. Okay. You pick up wherever you want on that space right there, Ramon. Listen, Marla, there is nothing like having your knife cut through a burnt pancake and hear that. That's just me. Some people may say I'm a freak. I'm crazy. That's what I like. I'm with you. I think, I think it's awesome. So I'm with you. I'm with you. But, you know, talk about what is your journey as an entrepreneur? What are the key points that we can really learn from you today in the space that we're at? Absolutely. And I think a few points along that way. I think one is the ability of risk. I spent a number of my years working at the United Nations for many, many years. And Marlo, why was there eventually the short of the story, I got fired for having my own business. But I think one lesson there, if it helps others, is that you just don't know where you'll be until you do it. And I I left because I was fired. But Marlo, I think sometimes, what if I wasn't fired? I'd still be at the UN today thinking, I'm going to leave when I have a billion dollars in the bank, when I have a million, when I have a hundred thousand, which nobody ever, it doesn't happen. Eventually it's a risk. So that's one thing I think that I've learned over the years, Marlo, is that the importance of risk. Second thing that may be useful that I can share with you is I recall while there, where I had to meet somebody from Japan, it was, you kind of get the sense of my character, Marlo, very, I think, gregageous means outgoing. And I think that's what the word means, outgoing and out there. And I greeted her that way. Hi, my name is Ramon Ray. Stuck up my hand. How are you? She was taken aback because in Asian cultures, as many of your listeners may know, it's a little quiet. Hi, Marlo. How are you? Nice to meet you, especially her being a lady. So those are two things I can share along that journey, that route, is the importance of just launching as Seth Godin talks quite a bit, Marlo, just not waiting for perfection. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. we wait for perfection. What stops us? Yeah, perfectionism is a form of procrastination. I mean, I think we use it as an excuse or we can get behind that. And so many people fear that space. So, you know, just to give a little bit of more background that, you know, you served at the United Nations for over 10 years and you're promoted to an administrative officer, managed the administrative functions in the New York office. And then, of course, that UN agency headquarters in Asia. Mm -hmm. So you were working for them. You got the business bug. You started a few companies. And so that, you know, was eventually the reason, of course, for the firing. Mm-hmm. But talk to us, you know, what did that business bug do for you? And you got into that education, you had that thirst to being an entrepreneur. Like what connected those dots for you, Ramon? What it was is wanting to be a rabble rouser and different. It's kind of like I always knew I was at the UN that I didn't quite fit, Malo. I'd mm-hmm. be in the meetings and my brain would be other places. And the UN's a great place, great institution. We need it for world peace, et cetera. But it wasn't a fit for me. I got it, Marlo, because right out of high school, one of my first jobs just to make some money. So I think that the connection came. I'll go before that. And you can help me connect the dots better. <laughs> That's what you're good at. But basically, I discovered, for me, the internet. Jacob Javits Convention Center in New York City. Some may have been there, big convention center. And that's where I discovered the access of the online world. So while I was at the UN, this, this office in the early 90s, Marlo, it gave me the chance to discover and tinker with online events, with the internet in this UN office. So it was a blessing. But yet while there, I wanted to do things different. I always wanted to experiment and explore. And the UN's kind of not that place where you can, huh, we've done it this way for 75 years. Ramon, go ahead. Why don't we try to do this different? <laughs> it's not like that. So eventually that's what kind of that thirst, always wanting to buck the trend, buck the trend. I yeah. think the firing was built for me because it was destined that even though it's a good institution, I needed to do what I'm doing now, a place where I can thrive in risk. And today, Marlo, I love, I feel most comfortable in chaos. I feel most comfortable. Yeah. Okay. And so let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, you've mentioned risk a few times. You also, you know, prior to meeting, you know, talk about fear about like the pandemic being your big, beautiful (laughs) self, being a personal brand. You know, how have you approached that? And, And what's your take on both risk and fear. I love it. And I'll address the last part first, and then I'll go back and share the story of what happened to me last year. And hopefully that'll be helpful for your listeners. So I think risk and fear, listen, we all are going to fear, Marlo. This is a fact. You fear, I fear. You know, as we get to know each other here, I'm sure in your personal life and my life, I have fears, concerns. But I think what differentiates us, it's what do we do with the fear? So I think that's one thing that makes a big difference with people. What do we do with the fear that we have? I think that's one. I think the other thing that's important about that fear is the aspect of persistence. As we're taping this, a few days ago, it snowed in the Northeast, big snow, and my car was stuck. And, you know, the tires are spinning, spinning, spinning. If I would have kept doing the same thing again and again, Marlo, car would have been in the same place. So I had to shift and turn the wheel and I got out. So what I'll do now, if you want, I'll, let me share about that story, what happened last year regarding my situation with COVID. Is that a good time? May I do that now? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Take us yeah. there. So yeah. last year, we all are in the same boat. Some people worse than others, restaurants, depending on where you are, but we all, anybody listening knows what happened last March, 2020. The world stopped, shelter in place, stopped going to work, stay at home, restaurants closed. The world is in chaos. So for me, Marlo, as you may know, I'm a global keynote speaker. I speak around the world. That's how I get the bulk of my revenue. That stopped. What to do? Okay, I had my family to support. We're a single income family. These things that are not foreign to people listening to us, kids and et cetera. What do I do, Marlo? And that's where I happened to, I prayed a bit and I thank God for this. Give me the kind of inspiration to have a Survive and Thrive Summit online event, five hours, Marlo. So a few things. And again, I love these 22-minute motivation that I can unpack here. One, it was different. 
five hours, nobody had done it. Two, I was live the whole time. That's two. So there was some, Marlo, risk involved. Five hours live, no tape. But I think point three is that the aspect I had fear, I didn't let it paralyze me. I used it not as a crutch, but as a catalyst to go forward. So I'll pause there. But that's really my little story of having that fear and being able to say, now what do I do? And I must say, Marlo, I think we're 15, 20% over revenue from 2019 to 2020. And I'm so grateful. Okay. So listen to that growth. Okay. So I always like to say that your intuition is your Oracle. Okay. And you tapped into that intuition and that brought out this inner Oracle, like this person that like to make some magic, you know, but how did you like get into that space? You know, like what was it about creating the five hour gig about going live that, you know, kind of help you remove the fear of doing it and execute on it and make it so successful? I think part of it, Marlo, is the toolkits that we've had before. Okay. So I wish I can say it snapped into place right then. Yeah. But imagine a mother or a father that gets in a car accident. You can't summon what you don't have in that moment. So I think I'm thankful that sometimes, Marlo, the things that I counted as a negative are actually a benefit. So when I think of things like me not waiting for perfection, me embracing the aspect of fear, me being comfortable with having chaos, I think all that together came in the moment what do I do? Imagine a Secret Service agent. You may have seen what's it, when Reagan was shot. There's that famous video, that agent blowing up like this to receive the bullet. That's not normal. It takes training. So if that's helpful for those listening, Marlo, I think that I encourage everybody, these times are going to come again. There's going to be another moment where our businesses may close. People may be going through it now. Good reading. Listening to podcasts like Marlo's and et cetera is how you build in that muscle memory. So when stuff happens you can react and hopefully have a positive outcome. Does that make sense? Does that help? Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's the thing that we teach a lot of the clients that we interact with is, you know, look at the silver lining, right? It's like, what's going right? What's feeling good? Use those silver linings to strengthen our positive optimistic muscle, right? So when we're naturally wired to feel like things aren't going well, actually, you know, pull those forward and then use those. And what you've just shared there is, you know, you've used your accolades, you've used your experience to kind of beat the fear and say, you know what? I'm going to try it. And what's the worst thing that can happen? So, you know, that mindset is a very, very powerful piece, Ramon. And I know that you tap into that very fiercely. Do you have any advice or or tips, pointers on, on how you can feed your mindset so you can overcome fear and overcome risk? That's powerful. I think one, there's a bit of you have to do self bootstrapping, a bit of that, Marlo, because, you know, I can sell day, Marlo, if you take the water bottle, there's a million dollars inside. If Marlo keeps saying no, I can't, I can't help you. Right. So one, for those listening, you kind of have to jumpstart yourself a bit. But Marlo probably has a number of stories she has on that. That's one. I think two, Marlo, surrounding yourself with amazing people, that can inspire you. That mm-hmm. can help you grow. That can take you to new level. Marlo, if you're surrounding yourself with all sorts of, uh, I won't use the word Debbie, we'll go male, David doubters. You know, people say Debbie, <laughs> say David doubters or whatever you want. You're going to wrap your mind with that. It could be your family. It could be your mama. It could be your father who used to tell you you were no good as a child. Somewhere in those thoughts. So point three, surround yourself with Marlos and Ramones who can, we're not going to just tell you stuff that you shouldn't do, but who can celebrate with you. That's three. I think for Marlo, reading quite a bit helps. I read a number of books behind me. I'm sure you have a number of great books. Five mastermind groups 
That helps whether you're free or paid. And lastly, work with somebody. That can help as well. Somebody you trust who maybe every week, every month, every two weeks, they can put that into you. So those are a few things that I think can set somebody who they themselves know, I'm not performing optimally. I'm not where I should be. No, no, I think that's really smart. And, you know, I'm going to infuse here too. Last week, you know, I just found myself on Clubhouse, right? So I'm one of those rookies in Clubhouse. But, you know, the reason I did it is like you said, get in the room with some like-minded people, you know, find yourself in an environment where you can learn the conversations I was having. I mean, I'm a super fan of Brendan Bruchard, right? High performance habits, Mm -hmm. you know, mindset and all that beautiful work. What it does, it just kind of invigorates, it validates, it helps us really stay in that space where we belong. And believe it or not, if you're feeling flat, right, and you're not in fully engaged, let those interactions, let those networks kind of help do that for you. So what rooms do you put yourself into, Ramon? Like, give us, you know, where are you at? Where can we be with you? Overall. (laughs) Just overall. Like, I mean, because I see your beautiful face on like Facebook, Instagram, you know, where do you put yourself that other people can connect to it when they need it? Yeah, I think that for me, Marlo, I am, it's not the strategy I advise everybody to do, but I am kind of an all over the place strategy for me because how I make my money, just so people understand it. So I have a fan base community as we all do, but a bulk of my money comes from large brands paying me to help them have credibility and authenticity for their business. So that's my book of business. But I think that you're right, Marlo, 80 to 90% of I do, it's free. It's spreading the love. It's spreading inspiration and education to help small businesses. This is what Ramon and my little small team of smart hustlers, what we do day in and day out. So that's what I find myself reading books like, if I just look behind me, I don't know, Dave Ramsey's Entree Leadership, Mike Callow's Profit First, Damon John's The Power of Broke, and I can go on. These are books that I have on my core shelf. I've already read them, but so I can remind myself how it works, how yeah. business works, and how the mindset I have to have myself in. So that's what I do to nurture and inspire myself. Oh, that's so powerful. Oh, I just, I love the power of that. Okay, so let's talk about this. When we've got some time, personal branding, you know, that is such a powerful wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've talked about like being with the United Nations, you know, you help organizations kind of get to that authentic personal brand. Mm-hmm. Give us your insight and your expertise around that space. Ramon. Thank you, Marlo. There's a few key principles. So we all know, or most of us know, if you're listening to this, the large corporate branding or small corporate branding that one has to do. You have a candle company, you're going to do Facebook ads, your logos, and all those kind of things, whatever you think branding means on the corporate side. I'm not talking about that. What I'm referring to is that smile or frown, but ideally that smile that Marlo has, that I have, that we're selling ourselves. Most businesses If you're listening to this, you're probably relatively small and people are going to say yes or no based on the first few seconds of how you shake their hand, how you do a Zoom call, how you high five them. So personal branding, Marlo, is about this. It's about A, building a fan base, building a community of followers and nurturing them, educating them until they buy. Second principle I often say, it's about asking for a smile. (laughs) <laughs> before see see Marlo just yeah, did it. I, I didn't that. ask her for a dollar. I could have. If right. I would have asked her for a dollar, she would have been like, well, Ramon, yeah. maybe. But see, when I went like this, yeah. she laughed with me. That's easy. Yes. That I can ask her for a dollar in this silly example later on, right? So but it's point. true. You're absolutely spot on with that right there. People yes. need to hear that. Asking for a smile before a sale. And I think the last point, this is where this concept, Marlo, comes in of the celebrity CEO, where I call it. It's about that we all, I heard what was the you know famous people we all know, whoever your famous person is, global celebrity, Shark Tank people. But Marlo, Ramon, 
We are celebrities to people in our communities. And I think that opportunity is for every small business. You know, but I think right there, people don't see themselves as that space. How can you encourage somebody to step into their own like glorified Mm. value piece where they see it and feel it so then they can extend it? Yes, that's powerful. I think that, listen, word of mouth marketing, Facebook advertising, uh, one by one marketing is good. It's okay. But if you want to take your business to a next level and want to not have to cut prices, want your customers coming back to you, want people being brand evangelists referring business to you, this is the power, Marlo, of a locked-in celebrity CEO concept. And so that's what I encourage you to do. Some people may, well, Marlo, I don't want to show my face. I don't want to have a podcast. I don't want to write a book. I don't want to do an event. I get it. I understand it. And it may not be for everybody. But for most people, Marlo, if you don't just want to live on Facebook ads, you don't just want to live on word of mouth, you are your best asset. I'll show you something, how much I believe in this. My business cards, not the best example. You can't be me. I can't be you, but I'm the product. Okay. And so he's pointing out, so, you know, so this, yeah. So podcast, no. So these are like pictures of Ramon Ray, like showing who he is because you are, that's like, that's the exchange. But again, that is your personal take. I mean, your brand is your face, your energy, your enthusiasm, and it just happens to be wicked smart, right? It's connecting (laughs) the dot. So talk about these, you know, the smart hustle, like what is that business and you know, why did you create it? Yeah. My first company, my third company that I had sold, I mean, I I sold two companies, but my third business out of the four uh, was smallbiztechnology.com. Tech company, kind of a mini CNET for small businesses. Marlo, I didn't want to be the tech guy anymore. I was tired of, oh, this, this video camera has little bit more resolution than the next. This printer's faster. The tech, tech, tech scene was too mm-hmm. techy for me. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to get into leadership, to mindset, telling stories. So hence, six years ago, five, five or six years ago, I started smarthustle.com. This is my fourth business. And we inspire and educate small business owners. That's the bottom line. So a lot of it's Ramon, but we have our podcast. We have our events. We have our community, our community that we do to serve small business owners. So it's a fun place at smarthustle.com. And we serve. Oh, I absolutely love it. You've started four companies. You've sold two of the four. Is that correct? Mm-hmm, that's right. Okay. And do you have any advice on that for when you're starting a company? I mean, a lot of people, I think, build a company, but don't position it to have assets for a sale. You know, small yeah. companies. Talk. What's your experience with that? Sure. And one tip, if I may, I'll give is John Warlow. You may have interviewed him or know him. John Warlow has a whole series of books about selling really good. But I think a few things, as you said, Marlo, to consider. And I must say for Smart Hustle, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to build it sellable. I may not because a lot of it's tied into me. But I think one is deciding that you want to sell or not 10 years, 15, whatever it is down the road. Two, it definitely can't just be tied into you. Three, have very clear systems and processes This is most important that an acquiring company can say, oh, like McDonald's, they built this. We're just going to add it onto our system and scale it more. That's the only reason they buy it. Do you have a customer base they want? Do you have special IP, intellectual property they want? Or do you have something they can add fire onto? If you watch Shark Tank, that's what they love to do all day and grow it even more. Because if it's just about you, it's really not viable. Because if you go fishing, right, in somewhere in the world, the company dies and nobody wants to buy a company that dies without the owner. So make sure it can run without you. Yeah. No. And I think that's a key piece. I know as entrepreneurs, it, it can almost be a trap that people can get themselves into because they don't look at the long game. And, you know, so I'm curious, that's a 
question I have for you. When you came into the thought process of starting a company or a business, did you think long game or were you kind of like in a finite, like, I just want to do this because I want to do this? Give me some insight there. I wish I could have said, Marlo, that yes, when I started the Small Business Summit in 2005, we had the idea with my partner at the time that it was, no, we didn't. Luckily, as is no shame, a company came to us, said, you're doing events. We'd love to buy your event business. That's what happened. But in hindsight, yes, I'm on the board of advisors for a technology company now, an IT consulting firm in the New Jersey area. And we're building the company in reverse with the systems, with the processes, with the team, so the owner can get out of it the company can still run, that's an asset that another company can buy. Oh my gosh. And so this is just fires us up, you know, because we're talking about brand performance. And I always say systems equals performance. And you've just validated the power of whatever business that you're referring to, the power of the systematic approach, because you can tweak, you can pivot, you can change a system. But if you don't have a system to even look at or do those things with, you're kind of starting from ground zero on the regular. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that even for the smallest businesses, Marlo, you can have systems and processes. We use Asana. The tool does not matter, meaning it matters to a degree, but there's a number of great tools out there. So the tool is not as relevant, but, you know, have your systems and processes somehow. So they're replicable, duplicatable, whatever word, English word that may be, even if you're solo, because then when you hire your first executive assistant, when you hire a coach, when you hire your third team member, whatever it may be, they can be in that flow with you. So that's what I've learned painfully. And I'm going to say, Marlo, I haven't perfected it. I'm still in that journey trying to figure out even the proper way to grow my own business. So, yeah. But you bring a good point there too. I don't think we need to perfect it. I think, you know, by doing it, just creating the awareness around it and then looking at those patterns, I think just that in itself is if you're, you know, astute to those things and the simplicity of that and keeping it where it's just kind of like right here, right now. And and what am I building? And just what is that? So very powerful. Okay. So as you know, we help entrepreneurs reach their one-year goal and do it in 90 days. That's like our mission and our vision here for, for those that work with us, you know, And so it's really the strategy of time, you know, time management's truly self-management. What advice would you give somebody if you were to encourage them to hit their one-year goal and do it 90 days from your experience, Ramon, what would you share? Learn to say no, be very clear on the top two or three things that you need to do and everything else, scrape it off like a bad piece of gravy. Um, (laughs) So that's point two. And I think follow the plan. If you're working with someone who can, who you believe in, who can guide you, follow the darn plan. Squirrel, and you'll be off track. 90 days, focus, focus, focus. Yeah, so it's those sprint. And I think that's the power of the sprint. And obviously, you know, we stay very motivated because, you know, motivation is goal-driven. Inspiration is vision-driven. So once you create the vision, you're inspired to reach it. But that motivation piece of like just, you know, having those goals and then hitting them on a consistent basis. So Ramon, you are just a ball of energy. Thank you so much for this. Where can we find you? How can we tap into you? Sure. It's an honor to be here. Honor to share the best place, Smart hustle.com. People can sign up for my email newsletter every Thursday at 2 p.m. to inspire and educate them. But Marlo, thank you. And you're an amazing interviewer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So to learn more about Ramon Ray, you can simply visit our website at marlohiggins.com, where you can add Ramon to your circle of influence, connect to his resources and purchase his books. And again, we just want to thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Marlo. Thank you. We invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for your partnership. If you enjoyed this episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Perform and Get Paid community Facebook page. That's where we're going to engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, subscribe, leave a review and tell your friends. 
As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach passionate entrepreneurs like you to achieve complete confidence and clarity to reach your one-year goal in 90 days. Learn how you can get more done in less time with my number one proven formula for consistency and clarity. Simply go to go.marlohiggins.com to download. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. 